When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. See something really scary? You bet. Music, horror, art, politics, and overall badassery. Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio for real on Society 13 Networks. With Kettle Whistle Radio, with my special guest, me. Come on. Solon Sangara, exactly. Or, or, for those of you in the know, little Steve from Uncle Fucking Fester. Uncle Fester, the band from Long Island back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, however, you, it's really important that we address what you got coming up first before we forget to do that. What do I have coming you, up? You got movies, you got books. Come on. Oh, oh, that. Come on. I thought you were talking about Uncle Fester. No, Feed the Beast. Come on. Wait, got my pants on. All right, all right, all right. Let's see, what am I doing? I'm doing this for you. Okay. <laughs> Next, well, depending on when this goes out there, on the uh, on the 17th, which is Saturday, October 17th, I'll be up at Sylvan Beach in New York, which is pretty awesome. I love that it's a rickety old amusement park with a scary wooden roller coaster and a real ferris wheel they're having a haunted weekend fantastic actually every weekend in october awesome. they're having it so it's awesome that is important yep and on the 20 what i something's going on october 22nd and 23rd in syracuse i think yeah we uh our buddy jeff meyer up yep. in syracuse the palace theater Yep. we're gonna be there what is it the 23rd through the 20 20 uh on 20 friday the 23rd and, and Saturday the 24th. We will be there peddling our wares. Yeah. We've got a couple of books, lots of horror stuff for you. Um, horror got, stuff, not horrible stuff. And you've got music. you got CDs to sell. Um, but the idea, it is a film festival. Yes. And it's called, what is it? It's on, on Friday the 23rd, they're having a Friday the 13th film festival, the Tommy Jarvis series, which is probably the better ones, like four, five, and six. Everybody says that, including Jeff Meyer. People love that. That's, a, that's got a little cult following, a yeah. big cult following. Sorry. Uh, I, and I'm, I'm not one to follow that kind of trend. But I think you know, you're your own cult, I know. The cult of personality. Oh, God. Oh, twice Corey Glover came up. Is it Corey Glover? Yeah. yeah it was Corey Glover, yeah. It's twice he's come up this weekend. And uh, we just came back from the Living Dead weekend. Uh, we got one more day left. 
Hopefully we'll bring you some stuff. I can't guarantee it depending on how the weather is because it's outside and podcasting outside it doesn't, doesn't work out so well. No, but it's not pleasant. You must talk about your adventures today and who you met and who you accosted. And I accost no one. You, you, oh. Okay, move on. No, go ahead. Let's, let's hear all about it. There's right. some great people there today. Oh, it was outstanding. It was, it was packed. Well, first off, we got there a little late. <clears throat> yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. I had the wrong time. Yeah. Two-hour two delay. <laughs> Slightly. Blame my cold on that. Yeah, I'm still suffering, folks. Three episodes in. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. There's, uh, add to that, we had a, a vapor dealer, a vaping right place. Right next to me. Right yeah, next so to me, I so. couldn't breathe. Nice people. I just breathing and, uh, well, I also had an incident. I had one of the greatest days today yeah. with the weirdness that was happening. It, it, w- it could have been really bad. I sold out on the new book, Dwelling in the Dark, folks. I actually sold out at a convention on one of the my, my, my books, and that's nice. It's only happened to me like a few times. And uh, they were giving the uh, new guy a chance, and that's kind of cool. Very yep. nice people out there. Mm-hmm. Very nice people out there. And then I decided that I was going to eat a bee. Yellow jack. Yeah, it was a bee. It was a. It was nastier than a bee. It was drunk. Yeah, it wasn't really. I, so th- I had this uh, Rich Bottles, one of our fellow authors. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopee cushion, maybe? Yeah. yeah. So you, all right, so you're also the second person to ever do that on my show. Who is the first? Uh, you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that was real. And he is awful. This is a very small studio. Um, oh, I think I knocked Java out of the hood. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I was, Rich Bottles is not going to like this because I was going to endorse something for him. But right now I've got, you know, keep the audience at bay for a bit, okay? <laughs> He's running out to get Febreze. All right, uh, today was today was a freaking pretty cool day. Place is jam packed. Got a bunch of new vendors out there and stuff. And it, it was a um, pet walk of the living dead, mostly dogs. Although there's one woman there, she had a, a lizard with a purple hat on her. What was that? Oh, with a purple hat on its head. It was. I got there's some pictures of that I like grabbed up today. If anybody's out there. They can hit the Solon Sangaris web um, Facebook page, and I'll be posting the photos of t- today's of this weekend's events. You okay, brother? Yeah, I'm coming back. Okay, you really <laughs> you're affecting my lungs today. Oh come on, oh. chili and cheese dog, chili and cheese dog, and chili yeah, and cheese were, fries. You were bragging about the food. Anyway, guys, I was I was well, well finish what you're what you're doing. <laughs> I was done. I was telling him about uh, Pet Walk of the Living Dead. Okay, yeah, that was cool. Uh, okay, so we can talk about who we met, uh, we could, Mr. Yeah. Amplis, Marty Schiff. Oh yeah, John Amplis, uh, and Tom Savini was there today. Tom Savini, yes. And who, uh, all, the, a bunch, a shitload of the zombies from the, yeah, from dawn and day. Who all aged rather well. They're like very handsome folks. Yep. The girls were gorgeous and the guys, I mean, they, everybody really took good care of themselves since they were undead. Some were better. Yeah, yeah, actually you're right. Yeah. Your, uh, your buddy there, Mark. Oh, uh, the, Mark, the, the... Biker, biker zombie. Mark Tyrion. Tyrion, right? Nick, Nick was the biker zombie. Oh, okay. The, he was, and, uh, uh, no. The Nick. jazz playing guy. He's awesome. Yep. And what was it, the, 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 the distorted face zombie mm. from, um, the beginning of day. He was there. He, he looked great. Everybody was uh, just awesome. Uh, I, I met, uh, God, there's just so many people there. It's hard to like. We'll have them on. Hopefully, we can get some quick interviews for you guys. But I, yeah. I don't know what's how that's going to work tomorrow. 
Some people won't be there. Some people will. My buddy Byron Winton was there. Um, real quick, though, the, one of the reasons why I've got to do this right now, um, coming up next week, is actually the uh, Zombie Fest at the Riverfront Park in Pittsburgh. If you're in Pittsburgh, October 17th, my buddy uh, Angela Rocco, uh, you know her from the It's Alive TV show. Uh, this is brought to you by Straub Beer, just saying. Uh, but it's noon to 8 p.m. at the Riverfront Park in Pittsburgh. Again, October 17th. Um, I, I, honestly, th- this, these festivals are always so much fun, and this location will be really fun for it, too. Hopefully, they have a beautiful day. Is that in Pennsylvania? It's Pittsburgh. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but again, yeah. <laughs> he's, just, he's just tearing me apart over here left and right. But uh, yeah, Zombie Fest, October 17th, Riverfront Park. Be there, noon to 8 p.m. I highly recommend it. It's always a blast. There's going to be some great people there. Uh, you could probably actually look it up to see who's all going to be there. Uh, oh, website? Wow. It's actually uh, PittsburghZombieFest.com. I wonder what that's all about. Well, you haven't done one of those yet. You came close today. Living Dead Weekend has been fantastic. Our buddy yeah. Kevin. Kevin Kreiss and Mandy Danger. What an am- what an amazing organizing team. The yes. place was... It was great. Jam-packed. And our buddy John Russo, who is also on our Burning Bowl label, I mean, he made out like a bandit and met a lot of cool people. He did an interview on another podcast, actually. which Yes, he did. Yeah. Reluctantly so, because he was busy. Not because he was being mean, folks. John Russo's a nice guy, but he's a busy guy. Yeah, especially at these places. Man, he's he's like a babe magnet, I swear. Yeah, he, he does get the ladies. It's Ooh. no joke. Cannot lie about that. Um, real quick, I, I want to do this this little little tidbit here. We must do for uh, Halloween viewing pleasure. Oh yeah, yeah. Real quick, I got Ooh. a stack of films. That's a stack. That's a stack. That's a wait. Stack of films, you and I want to see. You missed one. You missed. One. I guess I, I missed about twelve. Okay. Um, this one is a huge one for me. Halloween, and I don't think you've seen it. For Halloween viewing, Brain Damage, the director's cut. I didn't see the director's cut, but Brain Damage, absolutely, absolute classic. Absolute classic. Um, Let's go to something new. It follows. Halloween movie? No. You're going to say no? Yeah, I I saw it. I'm going to say no, too. Great. I I like it. It's a good movie. A little confusing at times, which is why it's not a good Halloween movie. Okay. Because there's too much thinking involved. Yeah, you're right. That has to be a straight-up slasher flick like the classic... And the anniversary edition of Halloween. That's on viewing tonight, right, for us? I think we have a few coming up. I, I, we're going to get to those in a bit. Yeah. But, yeah, this this here, the Halloween anniversary edition, 35th anniversary, comes mm. with a um, fanboy special where uh, Jamie Lee Curtis does a panel at a uh, convention. Oh, nice. And she's sitting there, and she meets every one of the people in the room. And it's a huge room full of people. And that alone, when uh, Heather watched this with me, and her being on these panels and stuff like that, it hit home. She was just like, that's like one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And I didn't really look at it the same way, you know, because I, I've been on panels and I yeah. kind of like, I, I don't like doing them, but I'll do them. She loved it. And just the fact that Jamie was so cool to her fans is a reason to watch the 30. 30- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe maybe you could skip that one. I don't know. Just just watch the movie. Actually, there's some bad edits in here. Just like some, <laughs> just like that bad some edit. Bad hair in this room. And air's getting thick. <laughs> Lord, you know you, you do it. And you blame me. That's not you blame the new guy. I was talking. How the hell could that have been me? <laughs> it's the other end. You're out of your mind, dude. You're out of your mind. Um, but here, I, I too. I'm gonna. All right, this one, Halloween or not, I'm gonna let you because this is a friend of ours. 
play nice. Oh, this is this. Yeah, this is creepy masterpiece. Only, creepy indie flick. Yeah, pieces of talent. Pieces of talent with our pal Christy, Christy Ray, a uh, phenomenal actress, phenomenal movie, and let's not forget David Long. They gave me a Blu-ray copy of it. Nice. I, wow. I just, well, I got the DVD signed, so I'm happy with it. I got mine. Nice. I, I lucked out with that. I just happened to have gone to Turning Stone to hang out with Russo, and there they were, pieces of eight people, and they said, "Dude, how's you like the movie? It's a great movie." And mm. I got the I got the the DVD. It's how to make a snuff film 101. Yeah, sure. Yeah, advance. And then they had advances advance to 410. I, I 410? 410. 410. No, no, 420. Okay, let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. They handed me a DVD copy because they said, oh, sorry, we didn't have it at the last convention, so you can have this one. But, 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 okay. Mm. And I grabbed a drink cozy. Great people. And then I watched it again with a Pepsi in my drink cozy. I bet you didn't get the David Long mask that you can wear. No. I got one. It's in here. Oh, yeah. That's why you have breathing problems. No, no, that's not why. It's because you're in the room. Hey, Hey. I resemble that. Oh, hey. Okay, moving on. Halloween viewing. Okay, so that gets two thumbs up. Pieces of talent. Pieces of talent. Okay, uh, let's go classic here, but maybe not Halloween. Mm -hmm. I can't see. You can see that. No. No. Humanoids. Humanoids from the Deep, the original one. No. Not for Halloween, but a great summer flick. Yes. Great summer flick. And along the (laughs) same lines, this is one of my favorites. But for for me, I say not Halloween, (gasps) summer. Oh, I remember this in the movies. You want to tell the audience what you're looking at? It is Blood Beach. Yeah, man. Classic. Talk about it much on this show. I like this movie. I always liked the, the thing they did on the cover bit, uh, with her going... Going into the sand, yeah. Yep. What is it? it was, What's the tagline? Uh, it's not safe to go in the water now. It's not safe to stand on the beach. Not even safe to get like to it. Not even safe to get to it. Nice one. Yeah, yeah, Heather, we showed Heather this one. Young Heather enjoyed that one, even though it's schlocky, but damn That's what right. makes it. Blood Beach. Yeah. Okay, now this one, I give this one a Halloween. Yeah, there, there is this, The Being. I don't know if you've ever seen it. That's a favorite oh, of mine. Oh, the, the alien flick. Yeah, with the, uh, well, I don't want to give anything away, but it's, it's, a, it's, it's a monster movie. It's a remake of something. It seems like, it seems like the blob, but it's not. Mm. It, the, the, it, this kid gets infected with a, um, okay, a, a substance, that. a lethal substance that's actually produced by, um, companies, uh, you know, industrial companies, and it's in, and he gets, turns into this beast that he eats people, and uh, mm. I don't know, I give it, uh, I give this a Halloween thumbs up. You um, can't? No, no, not right, that so one. So, The Being. You're going to say no to that one. Okay, that's all right. That's allowed. Uh, I don't know if people are going to take our recommendations. We'll take it from me anyway. This, you, you're go, reputable. Uh, not really. Not terribly. Re- I, I like really bad movies. However. <laughs> yes. One, two, and three. Triple feature of, go ahead of and tell the folks. ready, feast. <laughs> mm-hmm. One, two, and three. Yeah, man. If you don't have time to watch all three on mm-hmm. Halloween, even if you leave them on as background noise. Yeah, man. You have, you, you're partying so much down. This eye candy is just ridiculous. But you have to figure out when one particular scene is on. And I don't, I think it's in two, right? Yeah. In two. Oh, I know what you're yeah. going to say. Yeah. I, I'm not even going <laughs> to, you have to figure out when, should I tell them? 
Oh no, let him go. Yeah, just, we'll just say, parents, you won't be happy. <laughs> Let's just say, people like me, you will be overjoyed. Okay, well, listen, we're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna a wind break. Did you say? You, yeah, you could leave the studio and do that. Uh, we are going to take a quick break though, um, because we have to play uh, our our future guest. We have in two weeks. We're gonna have uh, Star and Dagger on here. Uh, Showing you Souls Band from White Zombie. That's our new rock band right cool, now. Cool. We're gonna play a tune from them right now. And um, like I said, folks, head out to Zombie Fest October seventeenth at the Riverfront Park. If you're in Pittsburgh, noon to eight p.m. Give them the website. Give them the website. It is PittsburghZombieFest.com. Check it out, man. Don't miss out because we've been having very nice weather, so it's good stuff to be outside. All right, we'll be back in a little bit. And uh, right now, a little Star and Dagger.
My eyes have seen the glory of the freaky tree in bloom. So that is a cereal commercial from 1977, maybe? Nope. No? 74. You know the date? All right, well, freaky cereal. I happen to have one of the, the toys here that uh, one of my friends and fans gave to me, which is awesome, and it's the Freaky Mobile that came in the cereal box from Freaky Cereal, which was basically basically Fruity Pebbles with monster shapes. Yeah. They were badass, and I love the, the crazy characters. I had three of the erasers. Oh, no way. Yeah. See, they, that's when t- cool toys came in. Toys that made sense, not just like corporate toys. What are you going to do? I used to get... Uh, the cutout 45s on the back of cereal boxes, like puff oh puff rice. I had the Archie's version of Bang Shang Alang. You gotta be kidding. Me. You still on, have that? No, I wish. It was on cardboard and I cut it out and I played it on my, my little portable lady, oh, portable turntable. What are you gonna do, man? So, we're moving on here with movies that don't suck for Halloween or movies you should watch for Halloween. Big vote right here. Carrie Hill, my buddy. Scream Park, featuring Doug Bradley, by the way. No. Yes, and Ogre from Skinny Puppy. You're looking at the action figure of Ogre right there. Yep. Uh, playing Iggy. But yes, Scream Park. This one, I, you can't vote on it yet, but I think it's going to get your vote. As you say, I, I would appreciate it more because of the, the fresh fresh career course I've uh, ventured down. So. Serial killers in inside of a... Well, an abandoned amusement park that's, well, it's closing, we'll say. It's not abandoned. It's Don't want to give too much away. It's not Sylvan Beach. It's, <laughs> no, it's not. I know I got your vote on this one. The ultimate Halloween movie outside of Halloween itself. Oh, the director's cut. Made you watch it last night. It didn't make me. Oh, yeah, that's true. You only make monkeys. <laughs> you don't make monkeys, you just train them. Okay. Nightbreed, the director's cut. Masterpiece. I think, what is it, 40 extra minutes? 45, I think. 45? I think, yeah. And I tell you something, it seems shorter than the first release. Because it goes so quickly. Yes. You just love it. It blows, and the end ends. It explains everything. Everything. And you're not waiting for a predisposed Mm -hmm. shitty sequel. Right. That's right. You don't need it. You don't need it. It tells you the monsters are well still around, but you know they're they're within, they're they're around us. Uh, there, there's new monsters. Yes, there's great scenes. They d- develop characters that weren't developed. They show you the end of characters that you missed the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and wow. they had that shitty '80s music scene. Well, you know, yeah, n- it's a timepiece. It was. It's yes. It was good when it was. I can't put put it down. I had Ann Bobby here, you know. She's not taking away anything from <laughs> Ann Bobby. She's great, man. She's she, great. she was great. And for the fans, she looks better now than she did in the movie. She looks amazing, amazing. I'm just saying. Just saying. Okay, uh, I've got a classic here. This to me has Halloween all over it. So yeah, it did actually. You had to move the Halloween yes. off the top of it. Big, big. Can you read that? No, my eyes are bad. <laughs> Children shouldn't play with dead things. Man. <laughs> Orville was aw- is aw- yeah. oh. <laughs> You're killing yourself now? Yeah. No good. Children. <laughs> Double feature, Night of the Living Dead. I'm on the other side of the room. I'm safe. You think. I got an open window. Yeah. What are you doing? Anyway, all right, back to the movie. The children shouldn't play with dead things. Three thumbs up from me. Three. All right. 
let's keep it at two. Uh, but I, <laughs> but I, I'm pretty sure this one, Children Shouldn't Play, and Night of the Living Dead, double feature. <laughs> Come on, dude, it's not that bad. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on. All right, so. Here you go. I have to lean in it. Now, here's one that we're reviewing tonight, because you haven't seen this yet. Being a Clive Barker fan, you kind of have to see it. Yeah. He's not very happy with it, but he enjoyed making it. Uh, he he said he'd do it differently. They didn't have the budget, but I love the damn thing. So. Raw Head Rex on, on the viewing menu for the evening. Mm-hmm. Hey, what the, oh, so you can't vote on that. And no, you know what? Yeah. It's really not. It's not a Halloween movie. I don't put that on the Halloween list. It doesn't get you in the mood because it takes place in uh, Scotland or no, it's in Ireland. They're in Ireland. Same thing. Um, but it's it's not a Halloween movie. However, I, there's something about it that just uh, still creeps me out to this day. A creepy cover. Yeah, yeah. People have a problem with the latex in this one and the the monster stuff, but I don't. I really, really don't. And right. you, you grew up in the same time period, the mm. '70s into the '80s. We didn't have stuff that looked that good back then. Sometimes they did. Uh, it, here's a little subject matter I want to bring up with you. Even if the movie sucked, they had good trailers, they had ambiance, they had great music, and the cinematography was still creepy. Even mm. if the story and the actors sucked, yep. back in the 70s, it was still creepy. Those movies, you put them on, you have the greatest background to any Halloween party. doesn't matter what the movie is. Um, and anything by Lucio Fulci. I just love him. Off, I mean, off, to- off, uh, off this track that we're going, what about the, the original? Track. Yeah, right. I know. I'm off my... Zombie. Yeah. Oh yeah, classic. That's, that one, the Italian got, sequel to Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I think you don't even need to pay attention to it if you're having a Halloween party, right? In a big screen, yes. You could just put that on and then keep your Halloween music on and just watch that, just the video of that. A lot of people might be taken out by the shark for a zombie in the beginning there, which dude, that's a classic. It's scene. a classic scene, but it's <laughs> and the <laughs> eye what and the eye splinter. Yeah, well that. Well, the Italians in the eyes, they always got something going on there, man. Why Bow, Mario Bava did it, and then you, you ever see the, uh, the Beyond? Uh, it's not the Beyond. Uh, well, they, they were always tearing eyes out. Well, why is it that she had to wait until the last minute when the splinter was in her eye before she moved to the side? In slow motion. In slow, no, yeah. it wasn't even slow motion. She was no, just, just pulling back and pulling back. And then wackadoo. And, yeah. and, no, not even. She's like pulling back, and then she's... And she's He's pulling, she's pulling. Why couldn't she just go and move to I the know. side? Well, because that's not how... <laughs> you wouldn't remember it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We can't go any more classic than this. We just came from the Living Dead weekend. Planet of the Apes? Oh. <laughs> Night of the Living Dead. I just mentioned it with uh, yeah, 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 with Orville. Yeah. Absolute, absolute thumbs Halloween up. Halloween classic. Mm-hmm. has to be shown. Um, I recently... Had a viewing of this one. This is an old favorite, and this to me gets me in the mood for Halloween. And I would say it it plays like a really bad um, Scooby Doo episode (laughs) because the characters almost resemble the characters in Scooby Doo without the dog. They had the mystery, however, smoke. Very underrated horror movie. Made in Canada. I think that's why it was humongous. Remember that? I remember this. I don't know about Halloween movie though. Okay, you could say no. Too, too conceptual for for what it is. Yeah, it's, it takes place on an uh, abandoned island, and, but there's something to be. Yeah, you're right. You know what? It's not a Halloween flick, but it's you a know, good, good scary slasher. You know what this could be? And it might sound silly. You turned me on that one. I know. Yeah. Thanks after Thanksgiving meal when you're in that tryptophan induced near coma. <laughs> 
<laughs> you throw this movie on. <laughs> It'll keep you at that level just before you fall asleep. <laughs> but it's still good to watch. There's another reason for you to like it. Because it was Some, talking about my team? Somebody had a career in adult filmmaking because of this movie. No shit. Yeah, so when you Google, you have to be very careful. <laughs> Don't do it at work, folks. Joy Bichelle, she's in this. This was like one of her first flicks. And after this, she went on to do adult film. Um, after that? After this. What does that tell you about that? She's still doing it, I think. Um, but, but yeah. Porn flicks? Or I believe, yeah. I, I don't know for sure. Honestly, don't know. But she did. She had a career in it. I didn't know that till one of my roommates in college was like, you know who's in that? I was like, no. And I still didn't know. Um, but she, yeah, she's, no, she's gorgeous. And, uh, but you, she's not a bad actress either. So I don't know why she pursued that route. Maybe because, there was no more casting calls after that. Because of the title of this movie, she wanted to explore the meaning of humongous even more. I thought that would be your theory. That's right. So why didn't she do Mad Max uh, Road Warrior then? Humongous was in that. That's the Lord Humongous, and he's right there on the wall. That's right. Not the same thing. Although there was... How do you know? He had his pants on through the whole episode. Almost. <laughs> you know who's really a cool dude? Vernon Wells. Wes. Oh, yeah. Absolute cool. You Gen met what a gentleman. You met him? Very cool. Man. Yep. He had his little, uh, his little thing that he like to, on the chain, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The little yeah. boy. Definitely some weirdness going on there. Alright, this was one, I, I don't think you've seen it. This is a classic for Halloween, and this gets, this, I get, I give this two thumbs up if you don't. Spookies. I did not see this one. We were just, we were gonna watch Spookies. This one. It looks like, the cover does not give it credit. It looks like Uncle Fester. Almost. It's it, nothing but monsters, and a um, haunted mansion. It's just so perfect for Halloween. And it is a cult classic. There, there are people that love that film. I think we might have to watch. I this. was thinking because uh, yeah, there's certain people in in the, in the house tonight that haven't seen it. So yeah, me. That's one. Um, I'm gonna say not a Halloween flick, but a classic. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Definitely not a Halloween flick, but it is a ga You got to have a bunch of people to watch this one. Mm -hmm. I've wa watched it by myself, and. I did the unthinkable back when, when I first saw it. I asked my father to watch it with me. Give the title. Razorback. Yes. Uh, Mad, Mad, Mad Max without the Mad Max. Instead, a giant... Razorback uh, pig. Crazy pig. It's Jaws in Australia. Australia. On land. On land. And it's badass. I'd, I'd love the scene where the thing literally tore a building's wall off yeah. to get inside. It was big. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get on here. I don't know if you've seen this one. This one is just funny, not a Halloween flick, but this was an indie flick I fell in love with. Not a Halloween flick? Not a Halloween flick. It sounds like there's nothing in my head. There's nothing out there. There's not nothing out there. A bunch of kids staying at a cabin, and it's just ridiculously funny. There's a giant frog that's eating them one by one. Hysterical. Have you ever seen frogs at Raymond Land? Of course. Of course. I own okay. it somewhere in the house on v VHS, though. <laughs> Love that movie. You know who else is in that? What's his name? Oh my God! Um, Ray Milan, Sam, Sam, Sam uh, Elliot, Sam Elliot. He was the hero mm -hmm. in Frogs. Mm -hmm. Remember that one, folks. All right, this was just remade. I wasn't happy with the remake. I saw the double feature: Frogs and uh, Godzilla versus the Smog Monster. That's a great double feature. Filled as Nature Strikes Back. Back yeah. yeah. Is this Children Queens of the Stone Age? No, that's the town that dreaded sundown. I I saw that once. I would kind of give that a Halloween up. Um, it's it's a true story. 
And that's where I want to go thumbs down. Because that's, yeah, I was saying, it's a good suspense. That's a creepy movie, and it's creepier than the remake. I didn't like the remake. Christmas movie. Yeah, there you go. Well, I, actually, that's this one right here. I don't know how you didn't see it sitting Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. I, I don't have the heart to throw this thing out. The actual VHS. You have Black Christmas. Black Christmas, the original. That is not a Halloween movie. But what a great story. Actually, I think it is. Oh, so you're giving that a thumbs up? I'm giving Black Christmas definitely a thumbs okay. up. Yeah, not me. I, I love the movie, but it's this is, you know not what? a Halloween movie This is an after-trick-or-treat flick. Mm. This is a wind-down after-Halloween festivities tr- uh, I ha- treat. I have a favorite, but it's not in the room. The best after-trick-or-treat, because I've done this, Hell Night. You remember Hell Night? Yeah. That was my favorite. That's up there with... Santa Claus conquers the world. It takes place on Halloween in a haunted mansion. Then the pledges have to stay in there. And what's her name? What's her face from Exorcist? Uh, isn't it? Linda Blair. Linda Blair is in is in the movie. And of oh. course, Seth, the guy that plays Seth, is uh, Johnny from Karate Kid, and I'll never remember his name. Um, but yeah, that that's a great suspenseful flick for Halloween. Hell, uh, Hell Night. Hell Night. Uh, Town that dreaded sundown. I don't give it a Halloween Mm-mm. up, but you. No. You don't either? No. But you give Black Christmas, yes, and, and I yes. don't. Okay. We got two more. And this one, no, not a Halloween flick. And you're probably going to give this a yes. It's absolutely horrific, hysterical. Dan Haggerty's in it. I can't even see what it is. Is it upside down? Elves. Oh, didn't see it yet. Don't bother. This, the best scene is uh, Dan Haggerty smoking a cigarette and brushing his teeth at the same time. It's the best scene. He plays a Santa Claus in a mall, and he has to save people from the evil elves, and there's only one elf. <laughs> it's so bad. So why is it called elves? Uh... No one knows. No one cares. But it's funny, and in a very, very bad way. I give it a thumbs down for Halloween. I would have to agree with you if uh, all what you just told me is true. Okay. Yeah. If you had a friend whose last name was Elf, and he had a family, would they be the Elves, or would they be the Elfs? All right. If you had a friend... We're on our last movie here. If you had a friend whose last name was Mouse, and he had a family... Mises. He'd be Mises. I think, yeah, I think it would be the mice. Uh, Mises. No, that's the plural for moose, is Mises. I live in a very different world. And right now it's called this one here, if you can read it. I guess it's dark in the room and he's creating his own mist. Attack of the Beast? Attack of the Beast? What do you mean I'm creating my own mist? (laughs) Attack of the Beast Creatures. Attack of the Beast Creatures. Isn't that kind of a redundancy? Right. Isn't it? I think that's another Canadian-made film. It's about these little voodoo monsters on this island that just attack these people that are shipwrecked. It's a Zuni fetish? Kind of. It looks like they're nasty and they just rip people apart. I... The Canadian, I would say. I'd say no. I would say no. Yeah, I'm going to put that... I don't... It's some kind of farm. It might even be a low-budget one from here. It's very hard to find. But Attack of the Beast Creatures, I give that a a thumbs down for Halloween. So that is our Halloween movie review. (laughs) Don't ever listen to We didn't talk about Santa Claus Conquers the Martian. You keep talking about it, so go for it, man. I saw it on an MST, I think. They did it. Many stupid one. No. Mystery Science Theater. Oh, MST3K. Absolutely. Yeah, they did it. I'm pretty sure they did that one. Yes, they did. Um, But this is the part where you need to plug your stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. (laughs) Keep it professional. I I need to tell everybody about uh, some novels that I have out. Obviously, the original that uh, brought Dave and me together is Detour to Armageddon. 
And all of these, by the way, everything that Dave has and everything that I have are available through Burning Bulb Publishing. Dot com. That's right. With the legendary Gary Lee Vincent in yes. charge. And, and another, you can get all John Russo's stuff yeah, there, too. Yeah. So if we're not the lore, go there and see all his stuff, man. All of his There's stuff. a certain certain movie coming out. That's right. And you're in it. That's right. I guess we could drop that, right? We could absolutely tell them. And they could even go to the Indiegogo site for it. And they could go to the Facebook site. The movie is called My Uncle John is a Zombie. By John Russo, who is in it himself. Yes, and guess what character he plays? Uncle John. <laughs> hey, look at that. And Gary Perfect. Lee Vincent plays his, his son, Oscar. Gary Lee's in it. Um, who the, you said Debbie Roshan is in it. Debbie Roshan is in it, and yes. And who plays, who's the girl, Cy? Cy Fi. Okay, as in CY. Uh, yeah, CYFY. Okay, okay. Yeah. And, uh, and, and oh. I am proud to say, I am proud to say, I, when I met Lloyd Kaufman a couple of weeks ago. This is amazing. I convinced him to do a cameo in My Uncle John is a Zombie. And when I told Russo that he was going to do it, Russo's eyes nearly bugged out of his head. It was awesome. Yes. I'm going to be working with the legendary Lloyd Kaufman, who is trauma. Awesome. No, that, that it, you told me that today. It blew me away. It took away all the bad that happened today, and I had some weirdness. But again, great day at the Living Dead awesome Festival uh, weekend. It, it, it's uh, so cool. But I was telling the story a little bit earlier. Rich, Rich Bottles Jr., mm-hmm. who has some great schlocky reading. He's amazing. How about that book he's got? <laughs> by the only guy to be banned from Kindle on Amazon because of his books. His book, Buy B Y. It's just called Buy. Check it out. Um, well, anyway, he offered me a root beer, a hard root beer, and I made the mistake, something I never do. I put it down and walked away because I had to go meet Marty Schiff, who actually came over and bought one of my books. I was, I was, I'm still flabbergasted. That's right. He's, he's weak, weak need. We share the same chiropractor who gave him my other book, and then he came over to my table. I'm like, oh my God. So Marty Schiff has my stuff. When that's all said and done, I'm like, I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to finish my root beer, my hard root beer. Well, let's remind people, that as a preamble to this, that there were vape people and there was a lot of smoke. A lot of smoke. Va- vape that- people next door that were attracting certain insects. Well, anyway, I, I so I chugged my root beer. Something crispy lands in my mouth and then stings my uh, my lip just a little bit, and I already know what it is. And as people are coming to my table to talk to me, I pull a yellow jacket out of my mouth that is still stinging me. Wing it on the floor, crush it, and continue the conversation. As I kept my cool. Happened. It stung the inner inner part of my lip. There's just a little bump there. If it kept going, <laughs> I would have gigantic <laughs> face. You know, like, I really would have fit in. You know, that would have been cartoon. But that's like one of my horrors: is a bee climbing in my drink and me drinking it. And I've always avoided that by holding it and putting my thumb over it. You probably saw me holding my thumb over my bottle today. Afterwards. Yes. It, the unthinkable happened. But you know what? I got past it. The day was still great. I had, I have to confess, I put the yellow jack in your drink. I, god damn it, I knew it. And I farted in it. <laughs> to keep it in. Alright folks, friends and fiends, <laughs> I think you've had about enough of us. Hopefully you'll get a little more belly of timber, us. Belly timber, belly timber. Yeah, we're gonna get to that today. Right now, I'm at Fairly Dark. You can find my stuff, Dwelling in the Dark, The Fall oh. of Tomorrow, Kettle Whistle Radio, all the shows at www.fairlydarkproductions.com. And you can always hit us up at kettlewhistleradio at gmail.com. Now hit us up with the Belly Timber. Belly Timber, new movie. They're finishing up uh, this weekend, and it's going into post. Belly Timber, set in 1820s Indiana, about migrant Scottish cannibals. 
And that's the funny part. In My Uncle John is a Zombie, Gary plays a character named Oscar. In Billy Timber, I play a character named Oscar. Fantastic. And it's going into post, and we should have it out, folks, by Thanksgiving. Nice. So we start shooting Uncle John is a Zombie end of November, beginning of December. Awesome. In PA. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to coming here crashing and making your studio My... smell funny. Yeah. That you can do one way or another. We'll just leave it at that, folks. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We're going to go watch Spookies and Rawhead Rex. Yeah, baby. Yeah, have a great night wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Halloween is coming. Hey, I'm Joe Lynch, and you are listening to Head a Whistle Radio with Dave, that sick mother scratcher. <laughs> testing, testing. We are good. Okay. Here we are at the Living Dead weekend. Yes, there's lots of cars going by because we are re- remote in the middle of a highway in Evans City. And with me right now, I have the great, the one and only, Michelle Bowser. Hello, good to be here. Uh, it's been too long um, that we haven't had you. We just met today for the first time, even though we've been like, what, Twitter friends for a long time? Yeah. And you are the the, uh, the method behind Burning Balls, I understand? Uh, no, just the Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> Gary gives you a lot more credit than that. Well, I, I help out here and there. Well, let's talk about you and what you do otherwise. Writing projects. I'm a writer. Mm-hmm. I write comedy. Usually bizarro horror comedy, but it's always comedy. You fit the bill. Yes. <laughs> Big Book of Bizarro? Was that? No, I was not in that. Okay. What was your start with uh, Mr. Gary Vincent and Burning Balls? Uh, the Hags of Black County. Nice. I, yes, <laughs> I do remember that one. Fantastic. So, all right. How does comedy is the hardest thing to write? You know that, right? Yes. To write well, something that makes uh, that's someone... what I've heard, but it comes natural. It's hard for me not to. I uh, I had a few projects I had to write. I had to write a tragedy one time, and it just turned into a very dark comedy. I couldn't, couldn't not be funny. Everything turned into a dark comedy. So I just decided, well, I think I'm going to go with this. I wanted to write science fiction or fantasy and really serious stuff. And it, I, just, <laughs> I just couldn't do it. I didn't have the talent for okay, it. Okay, well, that's just, actually, you probably do have the talent for it, but this comes natural to you. The best part is we're situated in front of a funeral home. And the best, some of the best comedy comes from when you go to a funeral, that uncomfortable silence when you're there and somebody makes a joke about the dead person and am I supposed to laugh? Yes. You know, is that what you're talking about? So do you like uncomfortable comedy? Is that what we're talking about? Or? Both. All Both. of it. All right. Comfortable, uncomfortable. So if you wrote a sitcom, <laughs> would it take place in a funeral park? Probably. I could see that. All right. I know you already. Um, what else are you working on? Um, right now I'm working on a retrofuturism comedy that has some horror in it. And uh, retrofuturism is sort of the way they envision things would look like in the 1950s, the way they envision the future. Nice. So everybody has a jetpack and, and that <laughs> kind of thing. Love our cars. We're colonizing the moon. And <laughs> so you're going comedy again with this? Or? Uh, yeah, I can't not. You, you can't, yeah. <laughs> Are there going to be hover skateboards? That go wrong. <laughs> I, that's an idea. I'm going to put one in there now. You can use I'm, it. I'm not done. Please. I can do that. Please okay. use that. Please use that. All right, so if you were to write a screenplay for a movie, what would it be like? What's your ideal movie that you could write? Probably a campy space comedy. Campy space comedy. I like that. Not like Spaceballs. More violent probably and yes. silly. Yes, more finding monsters. I cannot wait for you to write this. <laughs> Honestly, you just... Finding monsters on the moon. Not not really aliens, just ridiculous monsters that 
There's no reason for it. Like the movie First Men on the Moon, the black and white, you ever see that? Same idea. Yeah. Giant caterpillars and all that yes, shit. Yes, yes, that kind that, of ridiculous. Okay, remake that. That's a remake that I would definitely pay to see. <laughs> well, let's let's tell people how to find you. Okay. Twitter um, and otherwise. Twitter, Facebook, author Michelle Bowser. What's your Twitter? Michelle Bowser. It's at Michelle Bowser? At Michelle Bowser, yep. Okay, and uh, there's got to be something else going on in your head right now you want to talk about. Um... Well, we're working on we're uh, working on this movie. That's important. <laughs> Let's talk about that. <laughs> My uncle John is a zombie. Yes. So can't wait for that. And it's okay to talk about because we we did discuss it earlier in the show. Okay. So. Yeah. And and there's Facebook for that, and website for that. So they have Indiegogo. They're still raising money. Nice. So. And uh, from what I understand, it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, that this oh, is what yes. we talked about earlier with Mr. Sengaris over there, who was in the film. Anything? Yes, you did. We're talking about your movie that you oh, want to... Yeah, the you movie. You mean my Uncle John is a zombie? John yes. Russo starring, himself. Starring John Russo, Gary Lee Vincent, and sci-fi. Yes. With, with some guy named Solon Sengaris as Joe the Hunter. That's right. I never heard of it. <laughs> of course. And your part is... I don't have a problem. I know, but what are you doing? What are you? I I am the executive producer. Okay. So what exactly are you executively producing? I'm curious about that. The whole thing. Coordinating (laughs) everything. Yeah, there's a lot. More work than fun. I know that. Well, it's fun for me though. You know, if it's fun, then it's not work, right? Okay. Isn't that how it goes? You know what, Michelle? It's just all fun. You're my new hero. I'm just saying. It's been too long that I haven't met you. Thanks for coming on. And if you have anything else to say, say it now. Because these cars are getting out of control right now. Yes, they are. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. And you'll be back soon. Yes. All right, everybody. Michelle Bowser. And you know how to find her now. Thank you, folks. And we'll be back in a little bit. Hey, it's Marquise, and we got Nick Tallow here at the Living Dead Weekend. Nick. Boom. There yes. he is. Yes. How you doing, sir? I'm fine, thank you. I'm having a great time. And you were which zombie? I was one of the motorcycle raiders in Dawn of the Dead. The best part, as far as I'm concerned. It was the most fun. And? Got, got to uh, ride through the mall. Uh, <laughs> Monroe Film Mall. Destroy a store, shoot zombies, and... Uh, Blow up doors with hand grenades. Everything you always wanted to do. Or yes. never saw it coming. Now tell me, when did you actually get to see the movie and yourself in it? Because some people I've noticed have not seen it till later years. Uh, I, I, I don't remember when I saw it. Uh, I'm trying to think. Was it within 10 years of the film or did oh, you wait yeah. later? I think it was within a couple of years. Now, what was it like on the set when you showed up? You just kind of waiting until they said, "Yeah, rev them up, let's let's go." Or a lot of waiting, I imagine. A lot of waiting. Um, when we were <laughs> there's some, some bikes just went by just now. When we were uh, when we were doing Dawn, uh, at the same time I was working uh, at a television station on a show called Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Oh my God. Fantastic. And Zombies and Mr. Rogers in the same show. Yes. So long we have landed. I, uh, uh, during the day, I was in the neighborhood of make-believe with the puppets. And at night, I'd go to the mall and kill zombies. Excellent. Oh, now, <laughs> I don't know where to go with that. That's fantastic. Now, uh, uh, Mr. Rogers, did you meet him? 
I've worked on the show for 31 years. So you and he was are, one of my best friends. Did he have sleeves? I heard he had tattoo sleeves. He didn't. No, no such thing. Okay. Really? But he was in the armed forces. No, he, he never killed anybody. He never. Uh, he never had tattoos. Okay. Uh, it was all. That was your say. Yeah, and I I think part of those stories came about because. When people would come to the studio to see him, they'd say, well, you have to talk to the stage manager, uh, Nick Tallow, and I had real long hair, I had lots of tattoos. I was there once. So I, I think what happened was everything got twisted. And, and you got the sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking so, at them. So everything, I think everyone, <laughs> it just got twisted around and everybody said, oh, Mr. Rogers had tattoos. We're going to stray from zombies for a, a, a bit here. What was the most stressful thing about working on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood? Um, a very Pittsburgh thing, folks. We're dealing with this now, okay? Talk to you later. Uh, making sure that we got everything right. On time? Uh, no, it had to be right. Uh, with, with everything else uh, that I've worked on, the, uh, movies, television, music videos, it's always been, you know, the bottom line is always money. Uh, on Mr. Rogers, the bottom line was kids, and everything had to be perfect. Every time it worked for me. I was a kid back then, so and what I you did. On those shows. I, I have to ask you, being from New York, okay, and I watched the show, and then I, I realized living in South Park, South Park, Pittsburgh, taking the trolley to work every day, I realized I'm on Mr. Rogers' route because you come through Mount Washington, and there's the city. Now on the show, you came through, and there's the castle. Yeah. Was that the whole idea? It was. Was that no, where you, no? I, really, not at all. No, I don't think so. I think wow. It, I think it was maybe just coincidental. It works because the Roger show was there. Uh, the Roger show was there way before Fort Pitt Tunnel. Okay. Oh, interesting. Wow. Okay. Well, you just killed the mystery for me. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's all right, man. I, I just. I, I just thought, wow, now I know where Mr. Rogers got it from. Oh, my, Mr. McFeely's still around, isn't he, too? Yes, he you is. You still talk to him? I just talked to him about a week ago. How's he doing? He's great. He's <laughs> he's a very, very cool guy. Was was there ever, um, did Mr. Rogers ever talk about the zombie thing in you, or was, he, was that after? That was he, he sort of the same time period. Yeah, he, he thought it was cool. He thought it was cool. I was doing stuff like that. Yeah. I love that Mr. Rogers thought zombies were cool. And Mr. Romero, of course. Uh, I don't know if they ever met or crossed paths. The, the, I'll tell you what. Um, we used to do a, a segment on Rogers where uh, they had this thing called Picture Picture. Yeah, I remember that. Well, the first the first uh, film remote that I did for Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, they said, you and another guy are going to do lighting, and you're going to a light bulb factory in New Jersey. Probably, I know I saw that. And I know I saw that. The cameraman was George Romero. <laughs> that is great stuff. I would never have guessed. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, let's talk about where people can find you if they want autographs or anything like that. Uh, Twitter, you, Facebook, give, them, give it all right here. I usually park out in front of women's prison. Oh, good. Uh, I was just, there. Yeah, uh, Salone's <laughs> always there. Um, I'm, I'm on Facebook. Um, I've been dealing with this guy all weekend. You have no idea. It's a long story. Sorted. But Go I'm, ahead. I'm on Facebook. Uh, I'm around. I'm, I'm, 
How about you give your name and Twitter, Facebook handle, whatever you got, I where know, people can find you. I don't you. know what a Twitter thing is. All right, but Facebook, somewhere to find you. Facebook. Uh, I, I know there's fans out there, believe me. I got fans in New York looking for you. I'm just on Facebook under Nick Callow. And, uh, is it the Nick Callow or is it just Nick Callow? Okay. Callow. All right. <laughs> v. And there you go. Thank you so much for this. I hope it was fun. And I hope sure, to talk man. to you again. It was a pleasure and an honor. An absolute honor. All right, folks. I hate you. <laughs> no, I'll cut that. So I'm here with Jim Crutt, who happens to be a zombie. And he just the zombie, the zombie. <laughs> and he had me pause because he said there was a train coming right next to train tracks and there's no train he well, lied I saw the track and he saw the tracks and he made me look and we paused and and there you go so I'm gonna put a commercial in between that segment all right so Jim Crutt you are famous for of course you're wearing the shirt oh being the helicopter zombie in George Romero's 1978 classic horror film gone of the dead Fantastic. And, oh my god, that's one of the most iconic scenes because nobody even thought to do something like that back then. But let me ask you, makeup, how long did that take? Well, it wasn't just the makeup on set because uh, if you if you see something like uh, the Face Off, the TV series, Absolutely. you know that when they do facial appliances, they start with a, with a modeled head. Uh, they didn't have that. So Tom had to do a head, head cast of me with the alginate and then the plaster over that. So you had to start from scratch, literally. And that took um, like a day. And then Tom called and he said, the plaster crack, you've got to do that again. So meanwhile, it's about a half hour for the plaster to dry. You're breathing through a straw. You can't breathe through your nose. That so alone, if you're claustrophobic I mean, and it's yeah. not the place and thing to be doing. But we got through that. You and got through that. Within about two weeks. Yeah, yeah, it was fine for everybody else. <laughs> but oh, in uh, in about two weeks. And... You can keep talking. <laughs> People are taking pictures. <laughs> radio doesn't care. <laughs> radio, radio, okay. Here we are. So uh, then I was on set literally for two days. So And uh, there were two sets of uh, garb changes for me. We only needed one because everything was done in one take. But I was on, uh, sort of on hold on the first day because I think it was raining and they were shooting other things at the Monroeville Airport uh, before the helicopter came in, which I sometimes say I was at the airport when my ship came in. But, <laughs> Do you shudder uh, at the sound of helicopters? I, no, no, no. <laughs> See, Tom was, all, Tom was uh, also in Vietnam. He was a, um, yes. he was a photographer. Mm -hmm. I was in Vietnam as a combat medic. So we were used to the sound of helicopters, and I knew enough to stay the heck away from them, especially as tall as I am at 6'4", and you don't climb up on a bunch of boxes and under the rotating blades of a helicopter. So how ironic ground. that you got that, or was it just, yeah, I can do this? Well, no, Tom asked, actually uh, said, I'd known Tom because we'd gone to college together in Pittsburgh, uh, we'd worked in theater together, and Tom Tom contacted me and said, Jim, I've got this great role in this George Romero movie that he's working on. You remember George, Night of the Living Dead, 10 years earlier? Oh, yeah, it was a pretty horrific thing, you know? Oh, that guy. Do you want to be associated with something like that? <laughs> I mean, today we look at, back on it and we say, that's iconic and it's great, everything was wonderful, and aren't you glad to be part of that? And everybody knew it was going to be a success. But at the time, you could have been branded and exiled from anything, anything other 
might have been considered legitimate. So it's really risky. Absolutely. When you know, the only reference point you had was maybe Night of the Living Dead, which was so groundbreaking, so different from and any the other films. And the alone with that at the end, it's like, he's gore, making a statement. Gory. But then this was going to be color, and it was going to be happy. Happy. <laughs> oh, yeah, we were all smiling. <laughs> Um, He's smiling. And it was set, of course, in the Monroeville Mall for the most part, which was one of the first indoor malls in the country. So, in that way, it represented, if you want to look at it representationally, as an example of consumerism. Mindless, minded consumerism. I love that part. So, you have all these different themes going through, both overtly and subtly and it was it was it was a fascinating experience to be part of because it was the first major motion picture that I, I was involved in I've been working in theater for years well why don't you talk about that and where people can find you and what you're doing currently I'm here right now well, if you look oh are you, are you long, long term okay sorry hey yeah there he is <laughs> Where can you find me? You can go to my website, uh, hellazombie, H-E-L-I-Z-O-M-B-I-E dot com, hellazombie dot com. Uh, I do uh, a number of films. I've had about another dozen films that are under my belt at this okay. point, working on maybe three or four others in the next five Can you talk about months. any of them? Or? No. no. Not in, <laughs> I know not, that not, is. Not in depth because uh, sometimes schedules get, get shifted. Yeah. And I could tell you the name of the working title and it could turn out to be something completely different. Always. But uh, I would say that in one, uh, it's uh, horror related. Another is supernatural related. I have another film out now called Ghosting, which is hitting a lot of film festivals. It's going to Spain. Fantastic. It's got a lot of awards in the U.S. Um, so you've embraced everything given to you from the Romero film. You just, oh, yeah. Where some yeah. people are like, you know, they forget or they say they've never seen it. Oh, you, you have embraced it, made a living out of it, and you love what you did. Well, and I, I, I admire that. I wouldn't, I, say, I wouldn't say that I've made a living on it because, well, quite frankly, uh, I work a lot in independent films and you may yeah. or may not get paid. Right. Oh, I know but about But what that. I do support yeah. about independent films is that there are new ideas, there are original ideas, and they're not dictated by somebody just writing a check and saying, I want you to do it this way. It's, it's following through on somebody's vision. And that's where the artistry comes in. And you appreciate where you came from. Yeah, you take risks. Those directors, the artists are taking risks. You may or may not succeed. You might fall flat. It may never come out. I've done a couple films and put a lot of heart and soul into roles that never have seen the light of day. I totally understand that. Other ones, hey, once in a while you get lucky and you become a helicopter zombie and Dawn of the Dead, which is an iconic role, and there it is. turned into one of the top five zombie deaths. And I'd Rob, say one of the top deaths of all time. Is, uh, one of the top 100 moments in horror TV history. Oh, top 10. <laughs> you bypassed that. Well, Jim Crook, thank you so much for your time. I am I appreciate honored, the opportunity honored to, to have you. I will, you're always welcome back. So You got stuff going on to promote. You let us know. Right now, again, Twitter. You don't do Twitter? No Twitter, but okay, the, Facebook I'm, I'm on Facebook and my website. Okay. Hello, Give the web, website one more time. Uh, Hellazombie, H-E-L-I-Z-O-M-B-I-E dot com, and uh, I have my appearances on there, photos, connections, anything you need to know. This Thanks again. Thank you, sir. Great talking with you. All right, man. Appreciate Take care. You. That's on. what he said. You're okay, on. we're on. Okay, we're on. Yo, folks. Yeah. This is me, Solon. I'm here with John Amplis from Martin. This is this is the man. He's Martin. 
Martin. Yep. Uh, Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Day of the Dead. Creep Show. Night Riders. Nathan Zombie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Night right. Riders. Night Riders. Night Riders is one of my favorite. One of my favorites. I'm interrupting. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, I have played Whiteface, the mime, and uh, Night Riders. Awesome. No words. That's what I like. No words. That is very difficult to memorize all those lines. <laughs> That's I'm sure. Right. I'm sure. Absolutely. So how you how you faring at this uh, this weekend of the Living Dead over here? I am having a very 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 nice. Time. I always have a good time, whether it's um, uh, at any of the conventions, because it's all about the fans, and the fans are what uh, the fans are what keep this keeps this uh, keeps the interest in all the movies. Oh yeah, um, you know, without them, that's 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 one thing I've noticed about about more of the, the bigger, if you want to call them bigger stars like that, they they don't appreciate who puts them where they are. Well, the audience has done that. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah, and that's right. You want to be rude to the people who made you who you are. Doesn't yeah. make sense. No. Right. Nope. Nope. So nope. how how are you how are you enjoying your I would say legendary status? Oh my high. goodness. Yeah, I mean. Well, on. it's a you know I'm a I'm like a fine wine. I'm a required or an acquired taste. Uh, it tastes it. good to begin I with. So. Ooh. <laughs> so, um, but my, you know, what I've done, I'm very proud of. Um, uh, I've been very lucky. I've been able to work with a terrific filmmaker like George Romero, and um, uh, I've always, um, I've always appreciated his work, and primarily because it's all, everything he does uh, is comes from an original idea. Yeah, and I think that's the key to good art. You know, mm-hmm. whether it be filmmaking or stage or painting or, or music. It's about having that original idea. Speaking of stage, uh, you do much stuff in yeah. stage. Or the, what is it? Yeah. Which I work, at, I work um, well, I teach theater at Point Park University. Right. I've been there for 33 years. Yikes. And um, I teach acting and directing. And these days uh, I do more directing than acting. Um, which I which I like a great deal, um, and uh, and yeah, I've had a lot of stage time. Yeah, I probably I've probably been over in over a hundred plays and probably directed another fifty plays. Beautiful. So yeah, um, I came from theater. I mean, I started working in community theater as a kid when I was ten years old. So wow. Yeah, I'm 66, so I guess that makes it about 56 56 years. years. Yeah, not too bad. Um, It's not too bad that my math isn't off either. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Fortunately, you know, I've been able to make a living that way. So that's outstanding. You got all these struggling artists now who try so hard and then they give up when they hit a rough patch. So you seem to, you seem to be got your got your stuff together, my brother. I'm lucky enough to be able to, to say that I get a paycheck, yeah, from what I like to do. That's cool. I have, to, I have to add, he's one of the nicest dudes ever. Oh, so, thank yeah, you. Giving us this kind thank of time. You. No, absolutely. No, I appreciate it. I mean, it's uh, I'm. I think that's the best thing about coming to these these events is uh, is meeting new people and uh, making new friends and. Uh, you know, everybody's in this together, you know, even in filmmaking, you know, I'm always reminded that uh, 
there's no one individual that makes a movie. Mm -hmm. you know? It's collaboration. <laughs> and uh, collaboration may be the most important thing. Um, it's a group effort. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's outstanding, man. I, yeah. It, it, this, this is the kind of attitude that people should learn by. That you need others to get by in this world, and if you work well with others, the product, the finished product, the, the sum is better than the, 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 than the, than the parts. Yes, absolutely. So, yep. yeah, it's, it's awesome. I remember meeting you. What is it? Uh, how, when did I meet you last? Oh, was there at the uh, Days of the Dead, right? Days of the Dead, yeah. And when I met you there, we were just chatting it up over old New York, walking around New York stories. Right. And wait, 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 wait. I didn't know. Wait, New York? This guy, too? Yeah. Another one. Long Island? I'm well, not I'm from, city. I'm, I'm not, from, oh, okay. I'm not, not from. from New York, but I lived in New York for six years. Oh, okay. And we, we, shared, yeah, we shared some stories about so, and, you know, and, good people. And my first wife, who I'm now uh, together with again, uh, well, share a, um, a nice long distance relationship because she works for, uh, teaches at AMDA. She's the head of the Voice and Speech program there. And so I get to New York as often as I can anymore. Cool. So, yeah, I love New York. I love it. Love the whole vibe. Next time you come by New York, drop, drop me a line. Come there by and hang go. out for a while. I'll take there you some go. good pizza. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. John, man, thank you very much, man. Oh, you're very welcome. Outstanding. Yeah. Well, I'm very much looking forward to maybe one day working with you or running into you at another yeah. show or something you never know yep and it, it's know. convenient well for me anyway that <laughs> wherever they place you they, i luck out and get placed just a couple of booths away so I, very cool i don't it's fortunate for me maybe unfortunate for you you're not I, so much no not <laughs> not not so unfortunate very fortunate I'll, I'll be seeing yeah. you on the other side of the screen. I'm doing, as I told you, I'm doing uh, work with Russo, and my uncle John is a zombie. Terrific. And I'll be back in, in Pittsburgh the end of November, beginning of oh, December. Wonderful. Great. So, hey, well, I wish you take, a lot of luck. Maybe man. you could take me for pizza. Well, <laughs> I might be able to do that. Yeah. Much appreciated, man. Oh, uh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sean. All right. Again. Have fun. I will. Take care. Be good. David. David. Oh, David. David, I think we're finished. Thank you, sir. You're very so welcome. Much. Yeah. <laughs> and that, everybody, do we know who that was? Did you that was, was actually where, where to find him and oh, Twitter and yeah, how can oh, we get in Twitter? I don't do well. I have a, an account, but don't Twitter me. I was, don't Twitter. I don't him. understand Twitter. So you don't want to uh, uh, I, I'm easy. I'm on Facebook. He's easy. Quite John Amplis, folks. A M P L A S on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. That was a PSA. Okay. All right. There you go. And an extra special guest, Miss April. I don't know oh, if you want to give you a last I name. Finally convinced her, huh? Yeah. So this, this was hours in the making, Mike. Don't feel bad. Oh, don't worry. Yeah. Feel bad about what? About days in the making. You. What are oh, you no, kidding? Right. All right. So you put this thing together, right? Yes. Living Dead Weekend. Let's yes. talk about. Go for it, man. Okay. Um, I'm April, one of the coordinators at the Living Dead Weekend in Evans City. We had a phenomenal turnout this year. A lot of celebrity guests from Night of the Living Dead, Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, and Tom Savini was also here signing autographs and taking pictures. Um, we had tons of local vendors to support the community. You can check out our Facebook page. Um, it's Living Dead Weekend 2015. 
for information about the Living Dead Museum and hopefully the Living Dead Weekend 2016. Absolutely. Come out, folks, doesn't matter where you're from. We got people from New Jersey, New York, oh my God, Ohio, whatever. Everywhere. Everywhere. You're a natural. <laughs> you want to say where to find you or you don't care? <laughs> yeah, tell us where we can find you. can find you. me on Facebook as well under April Evans. <laughs> <laughs> like Evan City? Like Evan like City. Like Evan City. Oh, wow, the new and there it is. Hello? Is this Kanye's people? I've been trying to get the phone number for months, so I had to be getting pretty close. Uh, pretty much with the whole PSA thing. Anyway, I think you might have my wrong address because I never got any of your responses to my letters, so I thought maybe you could just give me a call back when you get this message. Uh, here's one I recently sent about music. <clears throat> Dear Kanye, can I call you Kanye? These letters have been going out for three years now, so we're probs cool like that. And I spelled cool with a K, so you'll, I mean, you'll think it's funnier when you get this in the mail. It's me again, Chip, as in Buffalo Chip and the Whisker Biscuits. Don't you think it's pretty neat that we're both established musicians? Yeah, me too. Someday I'll definitely maybe even have a demo to send you and I can headline one of your music shows. Maybe I'll even have a band. Music is pretty powerful stuff. Yeah, me too. Like this one time I heard your song Kanye's Workout Plan and it inspired me to work out for a whole 10 minutes. I took the lyrics pretty literal, and it was hard. But now my neighbor friend Jimmy's mom says he's not allowed to come over and hang out anymore. Turn page over. When you get this, you don't have to read that part out loud. What else? Oh, yeah. This one time I got interviewed at the mall by TV, and I spoke entirely in Kanye, a.k.a. you quotes. They include but are not limited to. Yes, I like fish sticks. Yo, Taylor, I'm going to let you finish, but... And Beck should have given his award to Beyonce. Huh. Come to think of it, does Mr. Z ever get suspicious of you and Mrs. Z? Your secret will be safe with me and the 537 other answering machines, I promise. Anyway, I agree with you that only black artists ever deserve to win anything because you and the Z family can make music without even looking at instruments. It's like magic. My dad feels exactly the same way, but with, like, only white people. He can be pretty crabby. Here, I drew a picture of my dad as a crab for you. Ha ha. Did you know your dad? We should play catch sometime. My dad says catching is what the homosexuals do. I miss Jimmy. Hope to hear from you soon. Your friend... I mean your best friend Chip, as in Buffalo Chip and the Whisker Biscuits, or the artist formerly known as Lieutenant Dan's Magic Legs. Turn page over. P.S. If you are not Kanye's machine, please do not tell on him to Mr. Z. I prompt. Yes, we are back with Living Dead Weekend. Right now, Michael Maggot who has been hanging out with me all weekend. Fantastic weekend, by the way. It's a good showing, right? He's with me. He's going to tell a little story, I, I understand. But he also has a lot to tell about his own stuff going on. This guy makes movies. And we're going to go from there. Michael, what's this little tale you have to tell? Uh, I was involved with the Not Let Me Dead official theatrical adaptation. 
with some Canadians, eh? Hey. Uh, and they put on the production in Toronto first, and they had the director of the original Evil Dead the Musical. They had yes. him as the original yes. director. And so I was kind of their Pittsburgh contact going around to the theaters and uh, sort of pre-planning it. It, it didn't happen. It, basically, they, were, they, they couldn't sell alcohol and beer. And they were like, we, we won't make any money. We can't do this. You know, but it was fun going to these meetings. And, and uh, Jack... Was it's like uh, to everybody like quietly behind my back. We should really change his name. That's that's such a isn't that like a really bad like French name? And my God, like that's such a is he French or I mean I mean I don't think that's good for his career. It just doesn't sound good. And they're like, no, no, it's a nickname like Maggot, you know. But um, yeah, so we got a good chuckle. <laughs> I'm getting one right now. <laughs> oh man! All right, so you have a body of work. Uh, let's talk about. Oh, you know what, just name the movies first and uh, your favorite. Well, before I get to that, I want the connections that I do have with the dead stuff. He's so modest. Uh, because they're kind of neat. Like I was one of the designers um, in the later years of the official Night of Living Dead haunted house attraction. Yeah. Uh, Chris Conte was the original designer, and he was he had been the designer for, for like 10, 15 years of the haunts down there. That's kind of my home away from home is haunted house attractions. Like do it right, it's like the ultimate uh, living experience, movie experience. It really know? is, yes. So it's really a lot of fun getting to work with um, Jack and Russ and everybody on the, the, you know, sort of reinventing like living the Night of the Dead. Everything was black and white. It was, it was really cool. And uh, another thing, um, I worked with um, Romero's son on a feature film. Sadly, has not right. seen the light of day at uh, distribution wise. Uh, called the screening. The tagline was, you can't unsee it, and well, it's now become popular to say you can't see it, um, but it was a really it. great film, and I, I'm credited as second unit director, but we co-directed, and I often was directing because a uh, major investor had bought out Cameron's uh, promotional company and was flying them all over the U.S. for these meetings, and he's like, oh, Maggot's got it, he can take care of it, and we had anywhere from 100 to 200 extras every night. Um, I mean, it was an insanely, it was kind of like Dawn of the Dead in a movie theater where people are watching this snuff film and they're going crazy killing each other. And Greg, Nic Greg Nicotero and Frank Nicotero from Street Smarts, Jeez. which I'm sure Greg, everyone knows Greg. Yeah, of course. Um, well, his, his uncle, Sam, was in the film. He was he was like the main pillar that made the snuff films. Well, I, um, the film I co-created and co-starred in Mortem, August Underground Mortem, was a snuff film. So, in context, I, my official position was originally snuff consultant. <laughs> so, what a great we title. We didn't really know where I was going to fit. Did you get a just, pin for that? That'd be so yeah, fantastic. Well, they ended up making chairs and they made it second unit director. I never once directed second unit. Um, second unit was just the camera guys going grabbing shots. Um, but it was a great collaboration between Cameron and I. And uh, great getting to work with Greg, Frank, and Sam all in one. The, the, Three Nicoteros, you know, all in one day. And how do you come back from that? I got to act with them too, Amazing. which was a blast. I played kind of a caricature of myself in my young. I had like really bad acne and rotten teeth, and like a, kind of like a, a fan that went too far, you know. <laughs> but then when we see the film, we're all killing each other, and we had we got to have this earlier scene where we're 
um, Benzie and I are, are, are messing around with um, uh, Greg Benzie, and Frank. Lo local effects guy. Yeah, um, yeah, Benzie Green with yeah, Studios. Yeah, great guy. He, he, was, um, he was supervising the effects on film. So he played a couple of different characters. And so we got to harass them in the bar in the movie. And then later in the movie, we had a big fight scene. And I get to, I ax Greg in the chest and his, his guts pull out everywhere. They did these uh, animatronic legs and it was it was a lot of fun. That footage is, is that around? Like, does, see, can we see that? I, I saw been, you in a fight. I've uh, been told I've been told that it's available in the I, underground. Because I, I saw you in like some kind of knife fight. You had much longer hair back then, yeah. sunglasses. You were like in this hallway and you're fighting a guy with knives. Oh yeah, what, yeah, yeah. What yeah, film was that? Promo. That was, that was, what was, was that it? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that I saw that. Yeah, shot yes. for that convention, yeah. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. I, I wish I had a copy of that because uh, Nikki McIntyre, my ex, who's in all of my films, she uh, got the lead role in her first audition, and it was ironic because I had done uh, remodeling work, uh, casting molding for this uh, old schoolhouse building in Lawrenceville, the Callows building, and that's where uh, Cameron's uh, studio was. So that we had like a rap party in the upstairs and everything. That's but cool. I brought her to our audition, her first audition for. You know George Romero's first feature film, Badass. Uh, his son, you know, direct world debut, and I'm like, you know, trying to pat talk her, like, don't worry, you know, people go to hundreds of auditions before anything happens, and she comes out, she's all giddy. I'm like, don't be too excited. She's like, no, 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 it's, I've got it. I, they want to see your work, and like, there's more parts, and you can audition, and and I had DVDs in my car because we were getting ready to ship them, and so I went out and met some of the producers, and they were like, oh, we come and do a reading. I was like, well, I've got a DVD in my car, you can watch it, and the next day Cameron called me and we co-directed a short film that night called Haircut, Holy and shit. just to sort of see if we could collaborate, and then it just it just didn't let up, you know, it was like, uh, a hard I mean, we shot like 60-some days or something, that was insane oh how many days God. we had. Dude, I, no, I'm just, but uh, now the other films, now you yeah. showed me five of them yesterday, you should rattle yeah, them off. Seven, uh, my first feature film was, where to get them, of course. Um, I Never Left the White Room, which is 15 years old this year. Um, and now it has a bigger following than it ever did for its first 10 years. It's very strange how that kind of happened. It is weird. Um, and then my next film was Arguments Around Boredom, which is what I'm known for. Um, it's kind of a rough stuff. It's always in the top 10 most disturbing film lists and all that crap. Um, and then I did a, a feature documentary about it called Grotesque Fantasies. And then, um, and then I Helped, which is sort of a 70s. Yeah, uh, that's, the, film. that's the one I bought, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. we swapped. Yeah, yeah we swapped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm um, looking forward to that. Yeah, and um, it's about, well, lots of murder, mayhem. What's it about? Uh, ben what's Tater it, stars in it. What's it about? Because I am going to do um, a little yeah, thingy on that at some point. Uh, a grandfather type figure and his little girl live in this cabin in the middle of the woods, and they don't have any running water, electricity, anything like that. Bare bones living, country living, and there's a, there's a killer in town. You're not sure who it is. It's sort of a mystery for a while, but it's very psychedelic. It's very much a tribute to 70. I look forward to Yeah, 70 cinema, which that, that's and, why I bought it when yeah. you said that. That, that totally intrigued me because even it, back in the day we were talking about this yesterday if the movie sucked you had great cinematography you had a soundtrack you had a creepy environment and the, even if the actors yeah, and the story the sucked there's amazing. something there and one of the best um, one of the, uh, I guess the best example would be uh, Let's Scare Jessica to Death you ever I see that? It. Oh I love that film love that movie John Hancock holy director. smokes people he hate it he did a new film a few, well it's been about a decade now yeah but people hate that movie for the story but I'm like 
the atmosphere, the sounds, yeah. and the yeah, cinematography. You watch that movie late at night, you're going to be uh, creeped out. I, I did when I was a kid, and, I, and yeah. now I own the film. Because I yeah. just love that movie to death. And that, is that what you do? Is that how you look at it? Or do you just go for the blood? Where, where, where do you go? Uh, Bristle and bone? You know, I don't have any sort of goals going into things, I don't think. It's just whatever ideas lure you in. And then it yeah. just kind of grows from there. And you, you just get sick with it and go with it. That's yeah, I, I never try to be as extreme as possible. But, but you I'm don't known, stop working. I'm known for it. Yeah, well, yeah, you are known for that. Jim, I mean, Jim Van Weber was a big influence on me as a kid. Like, when I saw I saw a work print of Charlie's family, and I'm like, and then I saw his first uh, Dead Beat at Dawn. And I'm like, okay, this is how you make independent films. You know, you, you, you repel off of buildings, you jump into the river, like, because I've always done really stupid stunts. And, I mean, on... Um, the Wicked, it was a work for hire, I did effects, and I played oh, the lead wicked. villain. I broke my hand on that film, doing stunts. I, um, I almost died, I almost broke my back and landed on a pickaxe, and Ron Jeremy pulled it away, and, and I'm lying on the ground, with sun bleeding in my eyes, and everyone tried to pick me, I was like, don't, I can't move, I think my back's, you know, broke or something, and and then Ron leans over me and he's like, oh my god, I just saved your life. And, and I just could not stop laughing. They're like, oh, you're okay, let's pick you up. I'm like, no, I'm not okay. Like, Ron Jeremy saved my life. And then, and then at the end of the movie, I, <laughs> I played the zombie because I had to make sure the effect went well. So I ripped off his head, right? So we had a rap party and Ron and I were joking. Like, I need to get a shirt in the front. You know, Ron Jeremy saved my life on the back. So I ripped off his head. <laughs> I, there is no better note to end on, <laughs> except you got to promote your stuff, plug your stuff, and give oh, us yeah, the Twitter. Last few films. Uh, give us the Twitter uh, and everything let's else. Let's Make a Horror Movie is kind of, uh, we're all trying to make that film in that I hope, and it ends horribly. Um, so it's like tragic horror. Um, I'm into it. Our Devil's Night and His Devil's Night are two films that take place the same night. Um, Crazy. It's kind of a return to the darker side of character study that I did. If you could get darker, I don't know if that's possible yet. I haven't seen all of your films, but I know yeah. where you go. So. Yeah. But um. Uh, but everything's available through MaggotFilms.com. MaggotFilms. All right. Yeah. Twitter. You don't. You're not. Uh, active. I'm on there. Well, well, I try it to, to us because uh, you know. I don't know. I mean, it's, I think it's Michael underscore or Maggot. All right, because I'll promote it and stuff. You'd be surprised yeah. what you get out of that. Yeah, and then my I have a personal Facebook and stuff. It's under Michael Touchmaker. All right, man. Thank you so much. Living Dead Weekend continues. And I actually could end right now, and I'm perfectly fine with that. <laughs> Mr. Michael Maggot. Thank you, folks. Well, that was the Living Dead Weekend, and I think it was an incredible experience, and I had just great success, met great people, one of which is right here with me. Miss Martiz? Yes, we definitely had a great time. Lots of celebrities, lots of local businesses. Feels great to give in to the local community. Um, again, tons of celebrities. And you know what? I tell you, it was great meeting these people and so down to earth. Everybody just coming up, hugging you, telling everybody how wonderful it was, you know, to meet them and just coming out and they were just so wonderful. Yeah, you guys were great. As far as staff's concerned here, I don't know if Kevin knows how good you guys are, but I'm going to say it right now. You guys were amazing, accommodating, gave us seats when we wanted them, <laughs> and everything else. You showed up when we asked you to show up to uh, finish a podcast, even, you know, like, and here you are, co-hosting. Oh, wow, we have a new celebrity coming up right now. Oh, my goodness, here he is. I can't wait. I'm so excited. So guess what? you got to come back and close the show out. All right. <laughs> All right, Martiz, thank you so much. We'll see you in about, what, five minutes? Thank you so much for having me. You I'll bet. be back. Cool.
So you think this shirt that I'm wearing, my helicopter zombie shirt, makes me look like Kurt Cobain? Yeah, man. The, yeah, that reminds me of that song. Kurt Cobain. You probably think this shirt is about you. Kurt Cobain. You probably think this shirt is about you. But you're dead, man. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that was awesome. Here we are still at Living Dead Weekend. I'm here with Joe Shelby, soon to be a famous filmmaker. I can't wait. I heard about this thing, this project you're doing. We want to talk about background first and then go new movie. It's up to you, Mr. Shelby. Do that. Um, I, I was in the original Dawn of the Dead. I had two speaking roles. I was um, Martinez in the beginning of the movie, and um, I got killed. And then I was assistant makeup to Tom Savini, so I was around every day. And George Romero couldn't get the motorcycle gang to talk on camera, so <laughs> he asked me, he says, Hey, Joe, you want to be a biker? I said, Yeah, because um, we all love George and we would do anything for him. So whatever he asked, we did. Um, and I've been in, I'm in Screen Actors Guild, I've been in few movies um, on IMDb if anybody wants to look. Um, my new project is an urban legend. It's called 13 Bends, tied in with the zombie apocalypse of Pittsburgh. Yeah, nice. I plan on having the most zombies ever in Pittsburgh. You'll get them. So, You'll get them. Um, I'm looking forward to a lot of people getting online. I'm going to be on Facebook soon. So oh, you're not on there yet. I'm not on okay. there yet. we got to get you We're on there. trying to get some money together. So Twitter, too. Get Twitter. I highly recommend it. We're going to be on there. But um, that's pretty much it. I'm uh, just getting prepared to do this. And once I get some money to get the permits and everything together, Porta Johns. You need Porta Johns when you have a lot of zombies. So, <laughs> dead crap. All right. <laughs> We're going to bring in my co-host for the second part here because this we need to hear about. I'm totally interested. Is there a way I can get a copy of this film I'm dying to see? Which one? Green Man? Green, Green, Green Man? Oh, I'll give you a copy. Oh, yeah. my God. Can I please? I'm so... All right. I'm going to bring in Salone right now. Sit down, sir. Sir was my father. I'm just, hey, you old punk ass. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, God. It takes a long time to sit down now, doesn't it? Oh, so what do we need to know? What are we doing? Well, we're um, preparing to do a zombie movie. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I mentioned it before. Yeah, I knew it's an urban legend. Thirteen Bends. Uh, Thirteen Bends was uh, there was a hangman's tree look at the spot where uh, this lady was cheating on her husband. So he waited up there at this makeout spot and hung himself right in front of the car she was in. What? Yes, and then further up on 13 Bangs, there was an orphanage that burned down. And if you go by the orphanage at night, I, I was there with the special effects guy. You can actually hear like kids screaming. Really? Um, I'm getting the one on the back of my neck is hanging, sticking up now too. Man, 
give us that location, exactly where that. It's in uh, Boston, PA, on Route 48. Okay, and, and it's the road's closed. Uh huh. But uh, once I get the permit, I'm gonna be able to film right on and get Nice. I have a lot of effects I'm gonna do on the road. Um, and then I have a lot of kids with me. Um, Auditions. Mm -hmm. They're going to be the kids coming out of the uh, orphanage. Nice. Now, you said you're going to have a lot of effects. We're going to have practical effects, not CG stuff. Right. This that's hands-on. That's beautiful. That's that's classic. That's great filmmaking right there. All the effects I do. I mean, I did uh, a movie, The Green Man Journal, which is an urban legend. Mm -hmm. And thank you for that copy, by the way. Yeah, it was about a guy who was um, working on a high-tension box and got struck by but if you went into the Green Man Tunnel and he put his hands on your car, your car wouldn't start back. Oh boy, there's some stuff online about it. There are people that have testimonies about it. Wow. We did that urban legend, and I'm going for 13 which is another urban legend. Nice. I've got, I'm actually going to be in a movie next year about an Ohio urban legend called the Melonheads. I've heard of that. Yep, it's about, uh, it starts back in the, the late 50s, that story, and uh, supposedly this doctor, Dr. Uh, Crow, experimented on hydrocephalic children, the ones with the water on the brain, to, trying to better their lives, but it turns out that he started giving them noxious drugs, and now these children grew into adults, superhuman, but they didn't do anything about their hydrocephalus, the, the big swollen heads, and they became cannibals. So here we are, modern day Ohio, on Wisner Road in Kirtland, and I get to play one of those cannibals, so I'm pretty psyched about that. We're, we're filming that in, uh, in June. Uh, Bob Gray wrote the screenplay, Gary, my publisher, Gary Vincent, and I wrote the novelization, and it's already doing pretty well on Amazon, so I'm pretty psyched. I have to give you a copy of this. I've never been a cannibal before. I'd love to be a cannibal. This is for you. Oh, I'm giving you a copy of my stuff. Look at this. I could even autograph it while we're on the air. Wow. Yeah. Hey, can I hear that this is exciting. Yeah. I don't think I've done too many podcasts before, so this is kind of new for me and uh, exciting. I like it. I like, I love the fans. I love the people who come to the shows. Um, it's just a thrill for me to talk to people who still love the movie Dawn of the Day. Oh yeah, that had a. Ma I saw it in the movies in '78, and when I first saw it, back then you pay. What is it? It was three dollars to see it. I sat through it three times. Wow! You know, it's not that I didn't have a life, which I really didn't, but it, it was a it was a great, great movie. Especially that scene, the beginning where the the police raided that house. And now that I know the first guy who came out and shot the first cop, it was you. Yeah, I'm gonna go watch it when I get home in six and a half hours. I'm gonna sit there and watch it again. Great. I've, I've watched it so many times, but I still watch it. If somebody mm -hmm. comes to my house and says, hey, can I watch Dawn of the Dead? I say, sure. Put it in and watch it. Yeah. Here you go. This one's for you. Thank you, sir. Thank Signed you. Signed copy of Attack of the Villain Heads. Yep. Right. Fantastic. You know what? I should get uh, Gary 
and, and Russo yeah, to sign that I think too. You should. Would you mind? Go get them? Yeah, I'm going to chat right, it up, go chat it up a little bit more here. <clears throat> yeah. So, hmm? keep going. We're still we're chatting it up. He's going to try to get some the the rest of the boys to autograph it. And uh, as far as as far as Dawn of the Dead goes, how do you feel about the remake of it? The remake, I, I really didn't like the fast-moving zombies in it. Um, That's a common thing. A lot of people say that they don't like fast those fast zombies. When I do the zombie apocalypse in Pittsburgh, I'm doing that fast-moving zombies, slow-moving zombies. I'm going to put them all in there. Cool. Uh, depending on what level of dead they are. Right. Right. And, um, I'm actually going to play a small cameo in myself. Yeah. You should have a bigger than small cameo. It's your, it's your movie. Well, I don't like to <laughs> exploit myself. When I'm doing a movie, I'd rather just direct it. I'll let you exploit me. How's that? Very good. I'll, I'll, be, your, I'll be a substitute exploit, exploitable. <laughs> That's cool. Oh man! So, did you have a good time this I weekend? Had an excellent time. These people are so nice up here in Evan City. The town is beautiful. Um, we got some nice weather. We had a little rain the first day. Yeah. Second two days were beautiful, and uh, it's just a pleasure that people still love us. You've had you, you, the the movie. You've all had such an influence on everything that's going on today. I mean, Russo started it with with Dawn of the Dead, with uh, I'm sorry, with Night of the Living Dead, and then it continued with Dawn of the Dead, where we first we were introduced to you. Yes. And uh, and here we are today in 2015 with with the what is that? The Walking Dead. Just we got to keep in mind. You were there when the seed was planted. So this, everything that's happening now is basically fruits of your labor. Everybody who was involved in those first two, I can't say, I could say Day of the Dead, because that was 1985 and there had already been a rash of zombie flicks. But you, in 78, continued it in color. Yes. And I, I just, I'm honored to be sitting right here chatting it up with you. And I'm really not sure, but I'm pretty sure it was the first Keller zombie movie. Yep. Um, right after night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because everything else before that, well, it, we had you had two before before dawn. You had Night of the Living Dead, which started it, but you also had Children Shouldn't Play with Dead Things. Right. With Orville. Orville just kills me. He just slays me totally. But those two... And then you. That's it. Simple as that. Folks, listen out there. Dawn of the Dead, the original. I'm sitting here with Joe Shelby. And I, I, I'm shaking in my seat. I can't begin to tell you how exciting this is. And he, he, I'm, I'm speaking with a, with a living legend right here. Well, I appreciate that. Oh, no. I appreciate it. This is so great. And you were right, right out, right across the way from me, about 20 feet from me. I, I appreciated George casting me in there. And, um, and he was just a gem. I mean, he just wanted to do things mm -hmm. because he was so nice. He never raised his voice. I mean, if he got upset about something, he didn't know because he never raised his voice. And, um, 
We would go every night into the mall as soon as they closed the mall. Mm -hmm. We would shoot what we were shooting, and there would be tons of blood everywhere. <laughs> and then the mall opened at 10 in the morning for the people that were seniors that wanted to walk the mall. Mm -hmm. And by the time they got in the door, we wouldn't know that there was a movie shot and there was blood splattered everywhere because the crew just went in and cleaned up so fast. Nice. Even the tire tracks, the bikers, Burn tire on mm -hmm. the floor. They got that up so quick. Was there any ever any cleaning whoops? Any anything? Anybody who left some blood that somebody just freaked over? <coughs> anything like well, that? There's a fellow Matt who um, went into J.C. Penney's uh -huh. after they closed, and he tore the elevator apart that David Engie comes out with. Right. And they cleaned the elevator up, but as they were taking it apart to uh, save the pieces, in between the doors they found blood <laughs> that, that nobody noticed because it was in between the elevator doors. Oh, that's cool. And nobody else, he, this story is... I mean, the first time the general public is hearing of it now. Cool, we broke some ground here, folks. <laughs> and, um, I was fortunate enough to see him this weekend, and he gave me a piece of the elevator. Awesome. And I had him sign it for me because uh, he's like a deadhead fan for sure. Cool. Oh, that's just that's just amazing. I can only imagine what kind of great stories we could go on. And just revelations that people don't know about Dawn of the Dead, the original, 1978. And I, I don't, I don't want to keep you because I, it's the end of the day. You've been here all weekend and stuff, and I know I'm tired. So I can only imagine, brother. I'm telling you. It's a pleasure doing this for you. Like I said, I haven't done too many podcasts, so I'm enjoying it. Excellent. Uh, it was great meeting you. Oh man, really? And we're going to do this again as the your production for your new movie, the Thirteen Bends, is it? Thirteen Bends, the zombie apocalypse. As that progresses, we're going to give, if if you wouldn't mind, we'll do some updates along the way on the on this podcast. Maybe we'll get you back on a couple of more times. Absolutely. I'm looking forward. To, hold on. Okay. Yeah. Get you on a few times and. Just we'll promote this movie. We'll let people know what's going on, when production begins, how it's doing, and when we expect to see it. Great. And anybody out there that's listening, if you hear my voice and you want to be a zombie in this movie, you'll be able to be in it once I have it up on Facebook. Excellent. You can get in touch with me. I don't care where you live, what you look like, how old you are. Except you can't be too young, but um, we can squeeze some young people in here, but we want a lot of zombies. Cool. Well, this is, you said this is going to be the most zombies ever. Ever. You hear that, folks? Ever. So, as we're walking down the street, we just got to say, hey, you want to be a zombie? That's it. And then jot their names down and say, yeah. We can't wait until they're dead, though. Right. No, we gotta we gotta make sure we catch them while they're still living. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> thank you again, Joe. Thank you, man. Yeah, no. Much appreciated. Have a safe trip. Man. You too, man. Oh, you're you're local, so you're gonna be around. Yes. When I come back for the filming, we're gonna go for pizza. Good deal. You got it. <laughs> I'm gonna turn this mic back over to Dave. All right.
All right. Because I'm getting too old for this. We have our newest cast member coming up. Too. Yeah, there she is. Okay, we're back again, and this time I think we're actually going to close the show with our newest cast member, Miss Martisa is back. Here I am again. Got final words for the show today. Well, you know what? I this was my first time at the Living Dead Festival, and I tell you what, I cannot wait until next year. Halloween is my favorite holiday. Thanksgiving is my second favorite because you get two days <laughs> off and you don't have to buy any presents and you just get to eat. Get to but other eat. than that, Halloween is my favorite holiday. You can pretty much celebrate it all month long. You get to dress up. You get to scare little kids. Mmm, big part. Exactly, mm. I know. And free candy. <laughs> horror movies. Yo, you forgot horror movies. Of course. Well, <laughs> that's pretty much what Halloween is. Do you have a favorite? Favorite horror movie? Yeah. Probably one of my favorites. And it doesn't have to do with zombies. And probably one of the scariest ones I've ever seen, Strange Land with Dee Snyder. That is a great choice. The soundtrack is freaking amazing. I yes. love the you you like the soundtrack. Yes, I do. Bile is on there. Oh my god, that song oh I don't oh my We Are the Dead, We Are in Need, I love that song. Wow, you touched you totally sparked a nerve just now. Let me tell you, when I first saw that, I was still living with my parents. And I watched it at uh, my guy friend's house, and I came home, and it was probably about midnight. I called my mom, and I said, um, I, you know, I was parked in the driveway, so I called her on my cell phone, and she was like, what's wrong? I said, can you watch me walk in the house? And she was like, what? I said, can you watch me walk in the house? And she was like, why? I, I said, just do it. I'll, I'll explain when I get in. So she comes to the front door, opens it up, and I run into the house. She's like, what's wrong? I said, I saw the most terrifying movie that I've ever seen in my life. And I, for a month, I thought that Dee Snyder was in my tree in the front yard. And it still terrifies me to this day. You know, Salon was on the first name basis with Dee Snyder and Twisted Sister for a long time. He actually was friends with two of the guys in the band on a, like a texting calling basis. Oh. Isn't that weird? But no, I, strangely, like the total reverse of the film, everything, I, of course the acting could be better, but... I love the movie. But I had fun. It's terrifying because it's like that's something that could really happen. Yes. 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 So scary. What a weird ending note. I would. I did not see this one coming, folks. I'm sorry. That's all right. Sorry. If you have not seen Strange Land, you need to go see it. And if you haven't heard Martise, you're going to be hearing more of her soon. I think. Yeah, she's not going to be a stranger to these airwaves. I'm just saying, folks. Just saying. Let's hope so. No. I'm, I know so. Um, happy Halloween on the path to Halloween from Kettle Whistle Radio. Folks, friends, and fiends, thank you for listening. And Marty's final words, what do you got? Um, well, like he said, hopefully you'll be hearing a lot more of me. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, is that the shit? No, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. Touchdown! On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. 
Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.